Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Hello, my name is Demi. And I'm Melissa. And welcome to the Beauty Beast podcast. That's right. Starting with a purpose. Yes. Um, We (laughs) are jumping into a topic that... It's a hot topic. A hot topic. And it's closing your books. Yes. Yeah. And we have very different, not very different, but like different stances on it too, I feel. Yeah. We both have like different takes of knowing, different takes on knowing our books are at capacity. Yes. Yeah. And just to put it simply, I never fully close my books. Whereas and mine are closed. Yeah. Sealed like a tomb. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. No. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's funny because I remember pre-COVID, I was... COVID, like, literally is probably like, stop talking about me because we reference him <laughs> every episode. But pre-COVID, <laughs> I was like the anti-closing the books girl. Like, I was right. like, I would never say my books were closed. I will never make that decision for my career. And la, 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 la. And three years later, I am a big fat liar. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for me, closing my book, is what has worked best for me. I don't know what the future holds in that, but I'm very content with my clientele currently. Yeah, and I'm kind of kind of a mix between the two. Like I never advertise that my books are closed. Yeah. But I do, you know, I will tell people that, you know, I'm booked out through the end of July currently and we're at the end of May, so if they want to wait two months to get in. Yes. You know, you're willing to kind of work with them. Right. And I do have a wait list and you know, it, it's up there and I do pull from it and everything like that. Um, but openings are few and far between. I know currently like I'm still booking some of my clients out to, you know, the end of the summer to the beginning of, of the school year. And then if I have any, you know, random appointments that need to be filled. Like I will reach out to new clients Mm -hmm. to get them in because that usually kind of gives me an idea of that this is going to be like possibly a recurring space or if it's a one-time appointment, I will let them know. Um, But yeah, I never fully want to say no to somebody because... You never know. You never know and... Yeah, that works for me. Yeah, I do have to say, like, that is something that always runs through the back of my head. Like, I think that that's one question that I always um, kind of float around and think. I do have a running wait list um, that I am more than happy to offer somebody, but I am a little less quick to offer it lately because, you know, when I first closed my book, it was because... I was booking out on average 24 weeks in advance. Mm -hmm. And um, like I have to say, I was incredibly blessed. I went out independently on my own in 2018. Clearly COVID hit in um, 2020. 2020, And it was pretty much almost like two years Mm -hmm. in a few months from when I had opened the suite. Um, I, when I first opened the suite, was working five days a week. And then I went down to four and I dropped Fridays out, right? So I could have a little bit more time to juggle everything that I was doing. 
Um, and so when COVID hit, I was down to four days and through those two years, I grew and I grew rapidly and I grew quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, as I was heading towards that, we all had no idea that was coming. I already kind of knew that I was going to have to make some changes. Um, I was getting like a little more pushback from people when I would explain the timing that they would have to wait to get in with me. Um, I was then getting like a little pushback if I encouraged them to book multiple appointments and me encouraging you to book multiple appointments wasn't to be annoying or to be like, you're going to love me. But the reason (laughs) I was doing it was the last thing I wanted was somebody to wait the 24 weeks to get in with me, get in. And then I look you dead in the face and be like, oh my gosh, I know you love your hair. I'll see you in 24 more weeks. Right? Exactly. And so that was the other reason why I would try my hardest to encourage like an in-person consultation, because I do feel like when I would explain certain things like via text, it wouldn't register the same and it almost would register like, oh, I don't want to be bothered. Like, you know, not that it sounds like, not that that's what I was saying, but I could see where if you don't see my face, you don't know what I'm saying. Like, be like, oh, I'll see you in 24 weeks, kind of seems like, Ugh. And then it was like the conversation of the deposits was then becoming like a little muddy in certain senses because it was like, oh, so I'm going to have to give you money to hold my spot for six months from now. And yeah, like <laughs> I don't, for lack of any right. other words, like, of course, because In six months from now, my time is just as valuable as today. But with that being said, I can also see from like the consumer or the client standpoint where that could all feel a little off-putting. Exactly. And so when the pandemic hit, um, I think we all hit the brakes in all different versions of ways. And my very first version of hitting the brakes was saying, I cannot take on new clients. Um, The main reason I couldn't take on new clients was because coming back out of quarantine, we could only see one person at a time. Meaning the amount of time it took me to catch up, I think I didn't catch up fully with the people affected until like mid-July. And that was with me working like six days a week. No, for real. building out the salon, doing 12-hour days. And so immediately through lockdown, I just hit the brakes and said, no more new clients. Um... I also made that decision because I didn't want to be heeding like messages during COVID and offering you a spot. Right. No, uh, when I had no, no idea when I was reopening and then I'm like, how am I going to put you in for an appointment when I don't know when that appointment is and this and that. Um, and so when we did reopen, I was like so positive that I was going to get to this place that I could open my books again. And just the more I established like the salon and our multiple businesses, the more I realized that my plate is really genuinely full and I can't. Right. Um, yeah, I, I definitely get some feedback sometimes where but it, people it, wish or they say, I reached out to you years ago and I still haven't heard anything, which is why I don't push my wait list too right. often. Um, well, and I feel like too, working in a salon with the rest of us, like I know some of my clients, you know, have been wanting to get in with you mm-hmm. or what, and they're totally understanding of where you are in your business and everything like that. Um, but you also have 
you know, kind of people that are referrals. And I know me personally, yeah. I always like a referral over. I'll always take a referral over. Over like, an unknown. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. like No, it's totally true. And that's that's the exact thing. Like, I think that, like, your clients seeing it in person, like, understand. Like, because. Well, and they understand how I book, which means right. they understand how you book yes. and vice versa. And like, that's why our clients are like so perfect other. for like the both of us. Right. <laughs> and, and honestly, too, like there are certain times like I, I just had this happen, for instance, like I have a client moving away. Yep. So she was like, my friend wants to know if I, she can take my spot. And I was honest with her. No, because <laughs> I do have my my. um wait list going but then I sit down and I say okay do I have a fillable spot with her moving away mm-hmm. and then I sit down and I look at my book right right now I'm almost booked till October like I'm, I'm about right. to round out September and then I have to sit and then I have to say is her spot fillable so if I'm booked till September if I really don't have that flexibility and I don't have that much wiggle room is my schedule one that I could offer to a new client currently. Exactly. So despite that client moving away right now, I've made the call that that's not a fillable spot for me. And to some people it might not register like that makes sense. Like unless you are kind of in the industry, but just because somebody opens up a spot in your book, doesn't always necessarily mean that you can fill it. Right. And what her friend wants may be different than Than what what your client gets. So, you know, if she, if her friend wants like a full balayage, but your client is a root touch up, like that's never going to work, you know? So like, I get it. Like it's definitely a thing, you know? And I think at one point I had officially like closed my books. Like, and I say by officially meaning that like I posted it in my Instagram bio, like no longer accepting new clients. I know. Like mine says that currently. (laughs) (laughs) But like I posted that and I was like, Oh God, like it made my my butthole clench up a little bit, you know, I'll be honest. And I think like, as soon as I like, put that in there like a few months within a few months like I had some clients fall off or move away and I'm like that's it I'm I'm sinking I'm going under I'm a failure I'm gonna have to go back to teaching right (laughs) but then I was like no you just open your books again and I took it out of my bio and then when somebody would reach out or you know my current clients had a friend that they wanted to get like you always rebound from it um that's why I've kind of made the decision like never not to, I shouldn't say never. I didn't mean that, but that I'm not going to officially close, close my them. books. Yeah. And when I have somebody reach out to me, I tell them that, you know, currently I'm booked at my capacity. However, I do have a wait list that I pull from. Um, and I do look at my schedule like every month and reevaluate and see where I can fit new people in or if it can happen. And when I am able to, I look at their availability that they put in my wait list versus, you know, what appointments I have open, mm-hmm. um, you know, and sometimes they fill out the wait list and sometimes they don't. And mm-hmm. that's perfectly fine, too. Like, you know, if I ever got to where I really needed to fill my book with a bunch of new clients, I don't think would it take some work. Yes, but 
I don't think that I would have a problem. Like I'm confident in my skills and like what I do. Um, but this is just like what's worked for me. Right. Like I, I completely agree. Like for, for me, a lot of my wait list exists actually of your clients. So um, it's great because I do know And vice people, versa. Right. Like, and, and I do know people right there that like, right. would fill those spots. Um, and I always think about that and I keep that definitely super mindful. I think it's also a juggle too when you have multiple things going on. Same for right, you. Like exactly. With education plus doing handling your book plus, you know, amplifying all of the goals that we have even the podcast like you have to make sure you have space for everything right and I think you have to balance it and mm-hmm. you know and you have to find the people that are the right fit that for are you the too. right fit yeah like I had one of my clients she's the sweetest person she's a newer client of mine she's a friend of one of our mutual clients And fun fact, our cats are cousins. She got her cat from the breeder that I got Graham from. Mm -hmm. And the last time she came in, we were laughing because she's like, oh, one of my friends wants to get in who coincidentally also goes to you for hair. And she's like, she was asking me how how to get in with you. And she's like, I don't know. She's like, here's the breeder I got my cat from. That's how I got in. Right. You know, so I mean, it's. It's things like that that make you feel good and to Mm -hmm. know that like people want to get in your books and you want to try to accommodate them, but we are only human. Yes. And actually like that client that we were referencing, she took a break from me for a little while. She took a break (laughs) then we reconnected. Um, But that's like a prime example of somebody that ended up being a good fit to kind of work back into my schedule Mm -hmm. because I did genuinely have somebody move away. That person was available for midday, midweek appointments. That's really the only thing I got going. Right, same. Melissa knows, like, our, both of us, our evenings and Saturdays are... Those are... Your, oh, especially the Saturdays? I have a wait list running four Saturdays and evenings from my existing clients that are midweek, midday appointments. Yep. And so I knew that she would be the perfect fit to fill that spot genuinely and be able to navigate that. One of the biggest struggles that I had when I was starting to book out more heavily and I was still taking new clients on is I actually closed my books to for my evenings and my Saturdays first and um, explained like my books were only open for midday midweek appointments only now this is the issue that happened I would get people in my chair for the first midday midweek appointment and then they'd finish their hand be like a Saturday or an evening And then you'd have to be like, no, remember, we did reference that in our first sitting. Like we, you know, when we first talked, sorry, um, like I'm I'm not able to take on appointments for Saturdays or evenings. And I remember I would get kickback from new clients every so often. That's like, well, I can't take off work every single time I need my hair done. And it was like, okay, well, (laughs) I told you before. Right. Um, And I'm not going to lie. There is an aspect of me that has not it has enjoyed not dealing with that. Like, right. I don't want to no, say, I, totally I, get I, that. I, I don't not, I enjoy not dealing with that. Like, yeah, there was one right at the end of me taking new clients on. And I was like, you're a huge reason I closed my books. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew we were like, not meshing. Listen, I'm not bashing her as a person, wish her all the best, but we were just not the same. Like right. I would try to talk to her. I would try to laugh. I would try to, 
you know, invoke conversation and speaking candidly, the way she spoke to me the entire time was like she was better than and she could go, I don't know, she just knew it all and I was just like, oh, okay, I mean, well, if you're that good, you can go someplace else. Right. Um, And so I'm not going to lie, I think like that was kind of also something like right around that timing, I was like, okay, I'm getting a few signs, pump the brakes. And for me, as I did pump the brakes, I've really enjoyed keeping my books closed and making that decision and being able to pull off that wait list from referrals that I know will fit into our book when we can make it happen. I think the other reason I probably feel so content with my book being closed is because I have two stylists in the salon as we speak. Yep. Um, we've had previous stylists work with us before. Melissa is the same way as I am, but we we all know like I'm quick to refer somebody out if oh, I can't for get sure. it done. Um, I am I'm not behind the chair on Tuesdays and I can give you the example of today. Bella is behind the chair on Tuesdays and my client is going out of town. She was supposed to be in with me on Thursday. And I said, I'll send you the formula and everything. And she's doing my client today, or she did my client today. Right. Um, I am all about filling other people's cups. And as long as I can technique wise refer you, you know, the business and know that you're going to be able to have that person be in great hands. I'm always quick to do that. Um, But I definitely have struggled like through the years with my confidence since doing it. I think it definitely is a little bit of a mind fuck. It is. It's hard to make that decision because you think that you're going to like hurt your business. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I can see it both. I can see both. I felt a little washed up like (laughs) when I did it, like not right away, but meaning like during that first year. Right. But I can see like the, like I can understand the benefits to both, to both having to close your books because we are only one person. Like I can only see one client at a time doing nails. Like, trust me, if I had two other arms growing out of another part of my body and I could do two people at a time, I totally would, you know, but I don't. So I could, there's uh, like, there's a limit to how many people that I can see Mm -hmm. every single day. Um, you know, and at a certain point I hit that limit and I, I'm not going to go above that or outside of that limit because that's when my business will start to suffer because I'm burnt out and I'm exhausted and I don't have the time that I need to recharge for me personally. And that's what I've learned to kind of balance Balance. within the, like the last year a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I like who I am better yeah <laughs> no it's having true. that balance so to me that's worth you know what saying yeah no I'm at capacity but here's my wait list yeah I definitely hit like a weird season and I think like sometimes um well not sometimes I do think some that there's times that it it's like what like you sound kind of like a fool but I mm-hmm. have to say that like even though we were opening businesses and and we were growing Um, I hit this like time with like my book being closed, like kind of like just experiencing like past the boom of like when you first open it, uh, open Mm -hmm. a business. And now it's like, you're living in the now of like maintaining said businesses and there's no like newness happening. And then I don't have new clients coming in and with life getting crazy, I wasn't leaning into social media the same way I was. And then you're like, Oh my God, am I becoming 
the boring hairstylist that nobody <laughs> thinks knows anything. Like you like can kind of get in your own head and be like, do I have wisdom to no, pass on? No, for sure. Do I have advice to pass on? And I think I definitely struggled with my confidence with that for, I would say like a few years. Um, and then I realized that you can change up things and you can provide better services through the years for your clients that have been with you for eight or 10 years. Absolutely. Like the things that I did five years ago to my clients here, hair in comparison to the things I do now are different. Um, I've evolved and I've grown so much. So it's still constantly changing. Even though I have some that come in for roots every six weeks, one of the biggest things as I say, and, and I pass this down to anybody building, is you never mix your formula before they walk through the door. Right. Every client is deserving of a consultation unless there's some reason that they text you that they're running late and they're like, mix up my color. Or if they're running 15 minutes late and I know I won't have that time to do a full consultation anymore and I won't have that time to do the full color service that we may be booked for, I might be like, listen, I'm going to mix up your roots so we have them ready to go when you get here because we're only going to be able to do roots today, right? That's a different situation. But even if your book's closed, every single one of those clients sitting in your chair is deserving of a consultation and you can change things up for the people oh, who are presently sure. your clients. For me, now that I've rounded out past my little like, oh my God, my life is so hard for 2.2 seconds <laughs> phase, um, I love walking in and knowing the clients that I'm going to talk to that day. Oh yeah, for I sure. I love not having to be like, what's your sign? Like, and now listen, every so often it's refreshing to have a new face in the salon. So it doesn't mean I'm like anti-meeting new people. But in the phase that I'm in right now, I feel like for my book to be closed, I'm able to divide myself far better. I feel like I'm providing better services to my clients, not feeling the stress that I'm like trying to entertain, I don't know, too much at the same time. And... Honestly, I think it works great for me. And I think that, that it's like become a very political thing on social media talking about like, if you can close your books, you should be raising your prices. Right. And um, we've talked about pricing multiple times before. I've raised my prices and I'm going to have to do another raise at some point coming up soon. Um, and I have a plan for that too, but... I didn't have any clients fall off because of that price increase. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to get greedier with my next price increase in hopes that somebody does. Like Exactly. And I think that's where you have to find that balance because like I recently did a price increase too mm -hmm. and I haven't lost anyone. Right. Because, you know, all of our clients value the service that we provide. Right. I mean, have I had some of my clients say, hey, maybe I need to switch from doing every two weeks simply because they get tired of their color or their design, so they like to come every two weeks. But now that my prices are a little bit higher, maybe it's like, okay, like I can push I this can push it three, three weeks or yeah. you know, maybe even three and a half or four weeks. That would then open up you know, a spot for a potential new client for sure, but they're not like they're not out and right yeah. canceling and being like I'm done I'm out you're too expensive so right. and I also think you have to think about yourself and your wants because I think on social media currently it's the big it's the big 
culture or topic of saying then know your worth, right? Which is your least favorite saying. Oh, and yes. um, Know your numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like, well, you should be asking for more money then. Well, you should be this. Well, you should be that. Well, then let's t- take a step back and think about what I just said personally, right? Yeah. I just said I'm super content with my clientele. I'm right. super content not taking new clients mm-hmm. on. So why, if I'm content, would I go and increase my pricing to the point that I push the people that I'm content with out? And that you're happy with out. So if they fill your cup client-wise, like, no, I completely making agree sure with that. Making sure your numbers hit, making sure your costs are covered, making sure your profit is where you want it to be are all super important things, but it also doesn't mean you have to be the most expensive stylist or nail artist in the in the area. Right. And then, I mean, just to reference it because... I love talking about it, but you have to look at your demographic and your region too when right. pricing your services. Mm-hmm. So if that's, if you want to be the highest person in your area, which what type of clientele do you want? Right. You're going to pull in that clientele in your area that can afford that. And in our area that we've talked about before, I don't necessarily want those clientele. Me either. Like and they don't so vibe with us. That's the, <laughs> and that's the God's honest truth. And I have structure within my business. And, and sometimes I think like if you go to my social media, it's not as much information based on my social media mm-hmm. because with my book being closed, I don't need 18,000 things accessible there because my clients and I know my policies communicate my policies and they're within my booking. So you probably won't see a lot through my policies past my cancellation policy on my page. Right. And so that's the other thing. Like it's changed the things that I have to prioritize. Like my priority isn't making these beautiful canvas anymore of saying my policies and doing all of these breakdowns on my social media because speaking candidly, that's not where I have to put my energy into. My energy has to be put into evolving my skills to maintain the clients I have sitting in my chair. Exactly. So you have to just measure it out and what works for you doesn't mean that it's a failure or you're doing something wrong or right. One of the things I can't stand that I see on social media is people, and this kind of goes back to the education thing a little bit, but I do see people who are like brand coaches and coaching to build your brand from start to finish. And they are a big part of what they advertise is if you have your books closed, if you this, if you that, then you need to sign up for their program because you're doing it all wrong. Um, yeah, no. So if- I'm going to be the opposite and you don't have to pay me for this advice. It's going to be free, but <laughs> my bills are paid. I'm very content with my life. My books are closed and I have a lot of happiness and my life is fulfilled, not just within my business, but within my personal life because I found that balance. So a hundred percent, you're I not agree failing more. one right. way or the other. You're not. And I do have to say, to be honest with when I talk about that little bit of struggle I hit, it was because I was like, am I doing everything wrong? Because I would read these things from people and I'd be like, I don't get it. Like, I must be fucking up someplace because everybody's posting that you shouldn't close your books and mine are closed and everybody's (laughs) posting that you should do this and I'm doing the opposite. (laughs) And so I did question, like, was I on the right path? Like, which is so wild. And this is why it's so important that you need to figure out what's important for your own business too, because you talk about like, 
we opened a salon. We have, you know, a, a cabin. We have the, um, I uh, was about to say the cabin two times. We have the hats, right. So I'm sitting here questioning my ability to run a good business because I'm seeing these brand coaches saying you should never close your your client book to new clients. And because I did that, I'm questioning my worth completely. That's wild. That's when you need to take a step back and say, what do you need for your business? Not what should you be doing because of what you're seeing everywhere. Exactly. And you have to find fulfillment like within yourself and your own life as well. Like I'm Mm -hmm. very, you know, my bills are paid. My life is comfortable. Like we have extra spending money. Like we have a dual income, right. no kids, you know, right. like we're very content. Like, could I charge more? Probably. But I also like, just like you, I love my clients. I love my Saturday clients. I love walking in on a Saturday and, and knowing it's, what your day's going And it's like, like, oh, it's this Saturday, this Saturday's rotation. Okay, cool. I have this, right. these five clients coming in on a Saturday and I'll be out of here by two 30. Right. And you know what? If one of them cancels, I'm bumping everyone up and right. I'm going home early. And I'm not going to apologize for that either. No. Sometimes. I mean, I'll give you the perfect example is next week is not this upcoming weekend, but the next weekend is our daughter's graduation party that we're planning on Sunday. I have my mom coming in from out of town. Um, and so she knows I'm working that Saturday, but I bumped it up to condense. So I'm working a half day. So I reached out to my latest client that day and I was like, Hey, would you mind coming in at 10 instead of two? And I explained the situation. My mom's coming in from out of town and she was like, Oh my gosh, you don't even have to blow dry my hair if you want to get out earlier to visit whatever. And I was like, no, I'm definitely going to blow dry your hair. But I do feel like, and I don't want it to be that we're like villainizing new clients. No, there may not be at new all. Clients that of course. Would be willing to do that. But to be honest, let's say you were a new client at 2.15 and you waited to see me for 24, 24 weeks. weeks. And then I'm like, hey girl, so my mom's coming in from out of town. Would you blah, blah, blah. And I could see where that would it's be off-putting. off-putting. It's very off-putting. Not meeting me ever before, nor would I feel like I could do that. To be honest, I wouldn't probably send that text. No. And that doesn't mean I don't have respect for my other client. Had she told me she couldn't do it, I'd be like, okay, I'm working the full day. But when you have existing clients, they're a little more connected with your life. They're a little more connected with your story. So there's that mutual respect already built and there's something to be said for that. I mean, of course you have to work your way to closing your book. You have to work to building your dream clientele, which is an episode in season one. Um, (laughs) But if you have gotten there and you feel like this is the right step for you in that time, there's multiple ways for you to head through it. I've headed through it differently than you've gone through I would say like your book isn't closed there's still like a crack in the door there's still a crack (laughs) (laughs) clients have their foot in the door (laughs) right right so I think that's great like there's the offering of perspective of two different things right know. and I do think what you said earlier is so important which the point is is you always still want to be open to that opportunity and I think by being open you do need to be somewhat active on social media right like right um for me like am I as active as when my book was open 
Definitely not. I think anybody who saw the differences between my social media would say that. However, with that being said, like, I don't not post about hair. Like, I know that if something were to happen and I reopened my books and I needed to, I know I would book because same thing as you said, you know that the level of service you're providing, which that's like very uncomfortable for me to say because... Melissa knows I'm not like that, so in my mind, I'm like, I don't sound like I'm bragging right now, right? No. no, but But, like... But no, it's true, and I think both of our social medias have definitely taken a turn Mm -hmm. with our business. Right. Definitely when it was first opening the suites and everything like that, and you're pushing like, oh, DM me to book. These are the openings I have. Like, reach out to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a great nail tech. Those types of things... But now it's like, "Mm, I haven't posted for four days. I guess I should post today. Or I thought this like meme reel was hilarious that I did. You know, it's like, it's a little bit more lax almost because I don't feel lighter hearted than it. And I don't feel as much pressure either. So, but I think that all comes. But I think you have to work towards that. I think that that's the important lesson to be to be taken from this um, is like, I think we just both offered the same perspective. If you yeah. told us both when we were first opening our suite, like in three and a half years, you guys Yeah, because I think I your... opened mine like right after your, yes. it was like within yeah. months. Mm-hmm. And so we were kind of posting similarly back yeah. then. And so I think that if you told us like, so you guys aren't going to be like as crazy with social media anymore. And you're both going to be working your asses off with a full clientele. We would have been like, and your books are going to be closed. We'd be like, never. (laughs) And so we're doing all the things we didn't expect, but you just have to know what feels right for you in that time of your, of your business and listen to yourself. Like don't get distracted too much by the advice that's, that's being funneled down through social media. Um, and listen, don't even listen to us if you don't want to. If you yeah. don't want to close your books, don't close your books. You can be like, you could get off this episode and be like, those girls have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> or if you want to close touche. your books, close your books. Close your books. I feel really great. After we record this episode, I'm going to go home and I'm going to go throw the ball for my dogs in the backyard. <laughs> and I am very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like the most important takeaway is that there is no right or wrong answer. No. And you're not failing by closing your books. And if you make that decision, don't spiral like I did for a year and a half and think you're washed up. Just find your happiness. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody please tell me I'm not washed up. <laughs> <laughs> you're not washed up. I know. I'm getting Melissa, but thank you. I love that compliment. Thanks so much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I think we definitely covered it. Yes. And if you have any questions um, or you have any topics you want us to discuss, please feel free to DM us. Or if you just want to tell Demi that she's not washed up. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) please do. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) You can DM us on Instagram at the Beauty Beast Podcast. Or you can email us at um, thebeautybeastpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Until next time. Until next time.